Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning and happy flu season everybody. It's good to be back, Nikki. Haven't spoken to you in a hundred years. Yeah, thereabouts, I'd say. For those of you who may be archive binging and not aware of the recent interruption to our podcasting schedule, Nick got sick, then I got sick, and now we're both fine. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. When you say we're both fine, I'm just saying you still sound very sick. Thank you, that's what I want to hear. (laughs) It's like when you're just recording an audio podcast and it's like... Does sound a little bit off today. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we should do this. I'd rather be playing Judgment, aka Judge Eyes, a video game that I now own but have not played. When I came around to your house, you were like, Nick, look, look, Judgment, Judge Eyes. And I went, okay. It took me a lot longer to buy it than I would have expected. A, because none of the retail stores I attempted to buy it in seemed to have it on their shelves. What? Why? And I didn't want to ask about it. <laughs> This is peak Liam yep. aesthetic. Like, no, I'm not a gamer, but do you have... Ju- no, I won't do it. I won't go to that level. Um, and also, it's spelt weird, so it initially didn't show up in my PlayStation Network search. Yeah, it's missing the E. Yeah. So it's not judgment, it's judgment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rather, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part five. Yes, that's Bento Oreo. In this... Our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The things we like about it, the things we don't like about it, the things that happen, the the references, and all the kooky phenomena in between. Is magic real? Yep, certainly is. Just like vampires and maybe aliens. What do you mean maybe aliens? That's the most certain one of all of them. Today, we watch the... 15th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, aka Golden Wind. Ah, it is entitled The Grateful Dead Part 1, and it covers chapters 490 through 493 of the manga. That's an average length. Yeah, but they packed a lot in. Yeah. And I will also clarify that it is the 128th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Liam? That's a perfect number. I'm not going to say it's a perfect number, but hot diggity the fuck damn. Do you know how many numbers that's fucking divisible by? Do you know how many numbers that is? That's 128 numbers. Don't be facetious Uh, in the face uh, of mathematics. uh, This is incredible. This is a great fucking number. This is like two to the power of like eight or some shit. This is like 128 times one. Yeah, this is like 64 times two. Whoa. This is like 64 plus 64. This is like, like the GameCube? Yes, I guess so. It's like a third dimension of numbers. One, uh, two, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What was the... Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember way back when, when we were young lads, skirting through lives like so many mm-hmm. dandelion leaves? Scurrying out of the small hole in the wall I live in to get mm. a piece of big stinky cheese. Just... Hoping desperately that the trap comes down, but a second later, then your <laughs> and then your the fleshy hand just goes, oh, and mm-hmm. then you can get away with it for once. Do yeah, remember, I do remember that. Do you remember the reading and writing hotline? Oh, um, one three double oh six triple five oh six. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hundred twenty eight isn't in that, but if it was, it would be better for it. I also remember. 1-800-555-655, the contest line for Cheese TV. Oh, yes. You know that um Cheese TV was really good? No. I know. Just believe it. Anyone that lives outside of Australia in between the years of 1992 and 1998 will probably be Call like, it 2002. 2002 will just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? The man Cheese TV. And they'd be right too. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, so in this episode of JoJo's World, I have to share with you, Nick, an author's note from Hirohika Araki. So I would politely ask that you shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) Liam, freak me with... (laughs) Freak me with your rhythm freak. (laughs) We remember how to do this. Do we? It's been been a whole two weeks. We can't... There's no way. There's no way we know. This is Forum. Forum. Farom. This yep. is Farom, volume 53 of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Cool. Hirohika Araki writes, In my childhood, I heard the following kinds of rumours about being a cartoonist. 1. Cartoonists secretly keep a real handgun in their basements. 2. 
They can just ask anyone to get naked when they're drawing models of men or women. <laughs> Three, there's a person who just gives out ideas and can give them from anywhere in the world. <laughs> Four, every fourth day of the week, their night shift is spent golfing and playing on a yacht. How much truth is there in all this? I can't tell you. What? what? And that's accompanied by a nice picture of some, some Roman-looking statuary. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, one, how did he come across these myths? Is he allowed to say that? Can he tell us that He much? can't tell us. Ah, oh, damn it. And he can't tell us how many of those are true or false. Yeah, he can't tell us if he keeps a real handgun in his basement. In his real basement. <laughs> I like to think that he has a real home and with a and real family. doesn't live in the woods like a raccoon. <laughs> a Hirohiko. Scavenging. A raccoon. Scavenging manga from the... <laughs> from the ideas man. Yeah. The ideas tree filled with apples of knowledge. Well, he can give them from anywhere in the world. Oh, that is true. The roots pop out from the earth. If you say, the, if you say its name three times, then... <laughs> From the ground come the ideas, man. So what if there was like this guy with a fishing rod? <gasps> Praise be. Praise be to the ideas, man. So Nick, yeah. The Grateful Dead, part one. The Respectable Deceased. What did you think about this one? Um, It was insane. Good app. Good fucking app. It was just like non-stop things happening. There's a reason, I think, that train battle is so well respected. <laughs> but like on the surface of it, I, I came in being like, how is this going to be like, like it's, a fun time? It's not, it's not a necessary, it's, it's very few of the runtime of the episode is like active punching each other. Mm. But in the, in the same sense that we've come to love about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, the whole episode is a battle of wits. Mm. Which is good because then you can dig your teeth just into them. Whole bunch of people just uh, trying to trying to get one up on their enemy while doing ridiculous poses and and hatching one last cunning gambit to stave off the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I do love that. Even Pesci gets a moment of, oh, but what is that thing? Yes, it's me, Pesci. Can I believe in myself and become a good member of the Hitman team? Thank you. Or not? Let's find out. In this week's episode of JoJo's World. In this week's episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo. Episode 128. A perfect number. No, the name of the episode is The Grateful Dead Part 1. So, just because it's been a couple of weeks, uh -huh. uh, for those of you listening in real time who may not have watched Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> you may recall our good friends, Bruno Bucciarati. Mm -hmm. and Everyone loves him. And friends. Uh -huh. Everyone, <laughs> well, that's questionable if they like them or not. They're escorting the boss's daughter, Trish. <gasps> To Venice, sure. Not Naples. From Naples. Yes. Um, actually, no, they went to that island to met her there first. It doesn't matter. Um, the island of prosciutto. They're escorting her. Mm -hmm. And they've, got, they've picked up a, a nice little turtle named uh, Coco Jumbo. Oh, I forgot he had a name. <laughs> that they can all live in and transport her safely. So they got on a train, but two members of the Hitman team. Thank you. Prosciutto and Pesci. Are also there. Prosciutto is experienced and wise and stern. Mm. And Pesci is hideous and stupid. Ugly. Can they work together to overcome our, our fearful protagonists? I would like to butt in and say no, mm. given we have an entire rest of the season to go. But I'm I'm mm. optimistic for Pesci. Now, you can really tell Hirohiko Araki is pushing Prosciutto and Pesci as the new protagonist duo. <laughs> They're just going to kill off Giorno and friends and like, oh, now it's about Prosciutto. Well, given how much close touching there was. Yes. A lot of intimate communication between the two in this episode. I'm we'll just, get to that. Yeah, yeah. I got theories, but okay. And you did, you were kind enough to point out the weird leathery sound that Pesci's face makes when people touch it. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it's like it... Well, he does look deeply uh. calloused. <laughs> Which is quite ironic because emotionally he is very much not calloused. Yeah, He's I'm, tender like a babe. I'm just thinking, if you had that as callous, like if you were just basically a carrot neck, right, mm -hmm. and it was all callous, that means that all this, this part of your neck, right, we're around that little Adam's apple -y bit. Yep. Has become so, like, swollen from the calluses. Swole, if you will. Yeah, that was a good reference. Nick's but... looking at me like he won't. So if you were swole and in the neck region, that means every time you talk, it would just be like, you'd have to push the callus down 
Is that not... May- mayhaps that's why he's such a mamoni. Ah. Hey, I have a question. Yeah? What is a mamoni? I feel like we've covered this in the past, but I also can't remember. Is it mamoni or mamoni? Mamoni. Ah, mamoni. It's Japanese for mm yum. <laughs> ah, Pesci, you're such a mamoni. I want to put you in a boiler and, and cut you into a soup. First two Google results aren't hugely elucidating the, the, the phrase to me. Is, is it like mama or something? Mamoni, the crop of Capri fig collected in the summer. Result two, uh, why Italy's mamoni, or mamoni, will keep staying with mama. What? <laughs> so I like the fig one more as a derogatory term. Oh, William, you field of figs. Two in three Italians under 35 still live with their parents, and the phenomenon is especially high young men. Contributor Megan Bureau meets one of Italy's mummy's boys. So we can, from context clues, okay, deduce yeah. that that is the meaning of the phrase that uh, Prosciutto is applying to Pesci. Yeah. Okay, great. Is it because when you harvest the mamoni in the autumn... Or the summer, as these, as the first and third Google results contradict each other, uh-huh. they are considered young, like boys. Yeah, but then where does the mama come into this? Or maybe it's that they're too old and they should have, uh... they should have flown the, the nest. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Mamoni, tell me, Mamoni, do you want me to go? Just uh, like Mamoni used to make it. <laughs> That's right. It's back. The voices. Oh God. <laughs> I forgot that we were terribly racist. Ah, here we go. Margie in Italy has her blog, which explains, Mamoni, or Mama's Boy, is a term applied to single Italian men who are still living at home with their mothers. Ah, so me. I'm a... Oh, no. Nick, you're such a Mamoni. You'll never be a great podcaster now. You take that the fuck back. (laughs) Wait, so then would that mean that a Paponi would be someone who still lives with their father? With their papa? With their papa, yeah. Sure, why not? So that means a popo. <laughs> Someone who still lives with... The police. M- oh, I was going to say with Mr. Popo <laughs> from Dragon Ball. The terrifying and probably kind of racist golem who is a oh! manservant to Kami, the Namekian god who rules over our world. Wait, what? Hang on, which guy? Is, is this the guy who, when Goku dies, he... The guy with all black skin and red yeah. lips. Is that Popo? Or is That's that... Mr. Popo to you. That's Mr. Popo. Gotcha. Please, Mr. Popo is my father. <laughs> <laughs> we open. Um, oh, gosh. I'm Mr. I've been hooked by this, this sinister fish hook while I was trying to press the AC. And everyone's super old now. Well, this is inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Pesci's got him hooked. Like so many podcasts. Like to our so podcast. many, so many youths on the drugs that have <gasps> to be stopped at any cost. You're right. That was the motivation. I forgot we <laughs> <Yes>. had one. <laughs> Never forget that they want to kill the boss because of the drugs. I always just go, why are we doing this again? Oh, wait, no, it's JoJo's. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Pesci's in the bar. He's like, I've got a big one. Oh, it's Mr. It's, uh, no, he's like, it's probably a man. They weigh about 68 kilograms and they're... Wait, 68 kilograms? Yep. Fuck, man, that's not very heavy, is it? That's like mid-weight. Yeah, that's like slightly shorter. And it's all muscle. We've seen... Ah, uh, true that. We've seen Mr.'s, uh... Chiseled physique. Yeah, his abs. Mm. His notoriously well-adjusted bones. Not to mention he's aged like a dry prune right now, so he's probably not carrying much water weight. Uh, fig. He's aged like a fig. Uh, like a mamoni. Exactly. Like yeah. a Capri fig harvested mm. in either the summer or the autumn. <laughs> one of the two. No one knows when. No one cares. <laughs> Mister's like, alright, I'm gonna cut this rope with my gun. Which, to be fair, not the worst plan in the world. When, it, when you've got a gun, everything looks like a thing you point a gun at. <laughs> When you own a gun in your real basement. <laughs> Secret manga artist, Guido Mister. <laughs> it's like at the end of this franchise, it turns out that Guido Mister the whole time never had a gun. It was purely just... Pure manga. It was pure manga power. He got the idea for his stand from the ideas man who can give you ideas <gasps> from anywhere in the world. My God. His name, Hirohiko Araki. <laughs> So, Mr. is like, I'm going to shoot this fishing hook line before this fishing hook climbs up in my body too much and hurts me a lot. Now, if it worked... You'd think... The thing is, it would still have to come out. Yes. Painful, but not going to go up into his heart or brain like it's threatening to. Fair. Fair. I see your point now. Mm -hmm. I see the logic. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
But it doesn't work because as we learn, the line cannot be broke. <gasps> and Pesci is like, ah, that was a bullet that tried to cut the line. Now I know that it's the gunslinger Guido Mister that I have hooked. Anyone could have a gun. <laughs> That's true. But I mean... they don't. Only Mister. <laughs> it's like, hey, welcome to the mob. Hey, can we have guns? No, only Guido Mister is allowed a gun. He's the only one. If you think about it, we know that only stands can hurt stands. That is so true. Awful bold of Mister to try to uh, mm. try to shoot the fishing hook line, but it's not going to work. It's better than not trying, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. We get a nice little shot of the bullet going through the line, mm -hmm. but really the line's going through the bullet, and the impact reverberates through the line. And I don't know if it happens in this point, but there is a thing later about how like the line reflects damage done to it. I don't remember that ever being brought up, no. but okay. Future Epi. Ah, okay, great. The line reflects as it views. Uh, so the hook goes up into his body. It's like, oh, it's going to hook my brain. That's bad. Shoot the sex pistols into my body to see if they can pull it out. Which, again, not a bad idea. Big play. Bold move, shooting yourself. Yep. Especially right near the heart. You'll be surprised, Nick. It's already happened in a previous battle. You'll be surprised how many times Mr. <laughs> ends up shooting himself. <laughs> The idea that, like, it's not funny because, like, Nick, you'd be surprised. Oh, great joke. It's funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to happen, isn't it? There's always going to be, what if I just shoot myself? That'll <laughs> solve the problem. Like, could you imagine if it's like, ah, you've been diagnosed with some weird tumor growth. It's like, don't worry. I got this. Got a gun. They're not strong enough to pull a fishing hook out. What are they going to do? He shoots some bullets down the train line. <gasps> Pesci's in the bar. The bullets smash through the window and he's like, huh. That foolish mister just trying to pointlessly shoot me. What do you think he's going to do? Hit me with those bullets? What if he hit one of the passengers? That f well, I mean, that's not... Yeah, okay, sure. And, and while they're flying, the pistols are like, We've got to find it! We've got to find it! Find what? Why, Pesci looks down and sees sad number five. Crying crybaby bullet man. Mamoni bullet man. Yeah, the Mamoni of the sex pistols. Oh. The Pesci of the sex pistols. <laughs> From now on, anytime anything is vaguely weak or like, uh, like vaguely emotionally damaged in some way, it's like, ah, oh, yes, that's the Pesci of the group. <laughs> Five is in the slightly smashed um, ice cube glass. glass. It was. It, it's like a um, like a whiskey tumbler. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Exactly, exactly the phrase I was searching for. Well, well <laughs> I mean, you don't ask a writer what word you're looking for and then not get a response that's exactly on point. So the rim of it has been shattered, but five in there is like, oh, we need to aim lower to hit the hit the ice. And then he shouts back, and like they shoot, they um, they pass along the message. Two numbers, one, two, and three. Who even now are screaming down the the train carriage in more bullets <laughs> which very impressive given how fast sound travels but yes and how know. fast bullets travel also that yes. they careen through the sky and smash up that ice real good and it's like and pesci spends like 10 minutes being like no my precious ice how will i live how will i die now now i feel the cold hand of father time running down my spine and he lets go of the fishing rod mm -hmm, which it dissolves out of mister's very body <gasps> wonderful and you see mister being all like hell yeah that was a freebie <laughs> Um, Mr. does some really cool posing right now where he like ambles on up to the door and we see him through the crack in it. It's very The Shining. He's just sort of like... He's got great posture uh, and he's holding his gun with such determination. He walks in. Wait, are we forgetting the bit where Pesci tries to run away? Oh yes, Pesci is like, oh, I've got to get out of here and bumbles his way into an old man in a yellow shirt. And he's all like... and. Eerily familiar spiderweb pattern-like trousers. Now, the beauty of this is that I forgot, because it's been two weeks. Mm. The beauty of this is the subtlety. How, unless you were really looking out for it, you wouldn't really see that his withered greyed hair has a line of top knots in it. Because mm. I forgot that, uh, ye old man. Yeah, anyway. I also forgot between when I read the manga and when this episode first came out that that's what was going on because it's perfectly in character of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure to just devote like 10 minutes to some <laughs> random old man being like, I used to be out to eat fatty steak but now I'm not hungry. It's just like, well, fuck me. This is grim. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so this old man is like, 
Hey, help me, a young man grabs Pesci. He's all like, fatty steak. I love, I don't want to eat it anymore, but I loved it when I was younger. I love the steak so, and yet my hunger feels sated. Yet I have not eaten. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I think I'm crazy. You're... I want a second opinion, because I'm all so lazy. You look pretty steak-like in the face, boy. I used to be young, and now I have to wonder, can I play the piano anymore? Well, I, I couldn't before. <laughs> the irony! This manga series has everything. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like the shot of that and then cut to you being like, my God. I should start a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That was the moment. <laughs> Pesci is like, don't freaking touch me, old man. Raises his hand to strike the old man. And in that moment, gets shot in the hand twice. Mister shoots off his pinky and his... Just like, thumb? in and out through the palm. No, no, one of his fingers gets yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, and the pinky and through the palm. Oh. Mister shoots him through the pinky and his thumb. No, not his thumb. His pinky thumb and the is fine. And the brain. And through, through the, the brain. pinky and the brain. Both the eyes. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who hasn't watched the show, Pesci's gone. He comes in, he does classic, amazing, super cool, unnecessary reloading tech, where he cocks his gun in a stylish manner such that the um the bullet shells. The, well, the, the bullet shells fall out and the chamber is hanging limp from his hand. Mm -hmm. And he sort of flicks his hat and six bullets, not the Romanized name of his stand, but six literal bullets fall out of his hat and perfectly into those chambers. So good. So stupid and cool. I love it. He comes in, he's got great posture. Mm -hmm. uh, he's pointing his gun down and he's like, oh man, gonna friggin' kill you. Pesci's all like, uh, don't kill me. Oh, please. he calls his boys back. Number five brings him some ice. That becomes important later. Ah, yes, true. Mm -hmm. And he advances on him and he says, I've got a very, very, very simple question. But honestly, it doesn't really matter to me if you answer it or not. But I'm going to give you two seconds. Uno, D.A. Uno, due, quattorze. Are those really the numbers? Well, I skipped three. <laughs> Because I couldn't remember what Italian for three was as sung by Bono of U2. Ah, are you saying we need to go listen to U2 to learn more about JoJo's lore? Sure, yeah. What is in Italy? Well, you won't know unless you watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So Pesci is like rolling around the floor like an idiot and Mr. is standing above him in that very dramatic, very stylish gangland execution pose where his arm is pointed straight down at Pesci's face. Legs wide open, except... They're slightly bent because it's JoJo's. He's at once stylishly splayed and also stiff as an arrow. Yeah. He is terribly intimidating and very fashionable. Where's your friggin' friend, mate? Uno. I don't know. I don't know. I would tell you if I knew where he is, but I don't know at all. Oh, and he threatened that he would shoot him in both of his eyes. And now he's like, I'm going to do that now. But then, no. What? The fatty old steak man is back. <laughs> Hey, I want some fatty old steak, but I can't get any. Get out of my friggin' way, old man. How about you get out of my way, young man? He says, I can't eat anything anymore. Or rather, you, you won't be able to. This is a smooth threat, Guido Mister. Hey, hang on a minute. I'm Guido Mister. What? Um, it is, as we alluded to earlier, it's prosciutto. He aged himself to disguise himself. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got Mr. by the hand and he pumps him full of aging juice. <gasps> oh, no. So it turns out Grateful Dead works better. When it can touch you. When it can just touch you. Makes sense. Yeah, just, I guess so. Huge concentrated blast of age power. Yeah. The closer you get to the retirement village, the more you feel as though... You belong there. When are we going to get to the retirement <laughs> village? They're there, Liam. We're already there. <laughs> um, Mr. Ages rapidly in real time, and the sex pistols wilt like so many flower petals. Oh. Oh. Uh, and Mr. basically just ages into oblivion and passes out. Uh, it's all like, dunk, onto the ground. Pesci's all like, whoa, I can't believe you are cunning gambit. As Prosciutto just like is very casually putting his coat back on and, and rejuvenating himself into a youthful, brilliant young man. He looks to me after, in the subsequent fight scenes and such in this episode, he looks to me younger than he was in his previous scenes, but that might have mm. just been a quirk of the animation. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> 
bro, you're awesome. Oh, man, I wish I was cool like you. And then Prosciutto punches him in the face. He's like, why are you hitting me? You friggin' mamoni. Oh, I'm sad. I'm mad at you because you're so weak-minded and such a mamoni. Yeah, they, you freaked out when they blasted your eyes. That's fair. But... If, but. It, if it were anyone else in the Hitman team, Thank you. they would have let themselves age to death to kill Mister when they had him just where they wanted him. Because we're Hitman and we do it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see my mistake now. And then he's like, it gets all up in his face and he's like, you're such a baby Pesci. And he's like rubbing his face. It's sort of like... He's, he's by turns, like putting his forehead to his to Pesci's forehead but also then just like rubbing his hands all over his face like he's a big crystal ball <laughs> yeah it's it's almost kind of like are they going out at this point like well are they together it's and interesting like- you raise that because something that we didn't really cover but is pretty pretty heavily implied is that the hitman team is a large polyamorous <laughs> relationship. Well, no, do you remember um, Gelato and Sorbet, the two who were killed by the boss? Yeah. They, they were pretty much a couple, it's thought. Yeah. But I mean... Does and that and mean we'll that... see future, future um, beautiful bad couples. guys in part five yeah. who are just like very explicitly super into each other. <laughs> just a lot of homoeroticism amongst these bad guys. Uh, I see why Jojo's really took off. And... Mm. Yeah, okay. All right. But it's very like, it's very intimate. But also it's an inappropriate workplace relationship it is. because Prosciutto has authority over Pesci. Also, his skin is so leathery. Like every time Pesci's. he moves... Yeah, every time Prosciutto moves his hands, it sounds like a leather jacket is like crink- like crinkling. Don't know if it's the healthiest relationship to be in. It wasn't the ice, Pesci. It's your heart. You're scared. You need to grow up, Pesci. We'll never win if you don't grow up. Quote, We aren't some buddy-buddy club with a bunch of losers who talk about killing people while trying to cheer each other up. (laughs) You know what? That's a pretty good good description of the protagonists. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, we're going to fucking kill you. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Hey Trish, okay. I'm Bruno Bucciarati. This is my buddy buddy club of losers who talk about killing people, but we try to cheer each other up. <laughs> I mean, given that they all have tragic backstories, yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't feel so great. Hey man, I'm the capo now. Yeah, you are the capo I'm now. I'm the capo now, dog. We have a lot of money, we can cheer each other up. Yeah. Prosciutto is, as he's talking, as he's like making fun of Pesci for being a weak mamoni, just mm-hmm. casually picks up Mr. Zone Gun. Uh, It was like, once we decide to kill someone, the deed has already been done. You may recall he spoke along those lines previously. Uh, And then he just super casually just fires three shots into Mr.'s head. And I was like, oh damn! It feels very real. We we see later in this episode Mr. survives. Spoilers! At least for a while. Yeah. Well, he doesn't die to the gunshots. But perhaps to the being super old. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Just super casually shoots him in the head three times. Like, well, that's the end of that chapter. Let's go friggin' kill Bruno. So, uh, Pesci's all like, hell yeah, let's go kill Bruno, I guess. That was pretty hard. Let's, go, let's go check the friggin' driver's cab again. Trish is probably in there. And then everyone's in the turtle. Uh, everyone's super old except for Trish. Gotta preserve the precious ice for Trish. And then Trish is all, but Naranchi is almost dead from old age. No, Trish. We were all ready to die. You didn't choose this life. Take the precious ice. Take the ice, quiz boy. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the body. Mister's given off. Classic JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Death Mist. And he's all like, I'm dead. Yep, back in the cabin. Prosciutto is just like rubbing the walls, being like, ah, yes, Mm, inconclusive. It could be anywhere in here. Mm -hmm. Doubt. And there's like some really chill investigation music. Did you notice You were very into it. it. I was kind of vibing on it. Do you know what it is? No. You need to find it. Also, I I didn't mention it before, but that whole time before when when Mr. was advancing on Pesci Mm -hmm. and just being like, I'm Mr. I'm super cool. The good music was playing. Yeah. Wait, do you mean that... Like the orchestral thing that leads into that. Ah, yes. It's good. Oh, it's so funky. Um, yeah. Investigating the place, uh, I need to think in four dimensions. Let me consult the court record. The screen goes sepia. Bruno Bucciarati picked up something black off the train station. Then he came on the train and disappeared. I need to look for that thing. Turtle, of course. Depicted as green every time we see it. (laughs) But there was something black that he picked up. Yeah. Hmm. Pesci. What do you think the presence in the cabin went that you felt before was? Oh, you shouldn't trust me, Prosciutto. I'm a big stinky idiot. Shh, shh, 
Shh, you beautiful bastard, listen to me. Don't worry that I yelled at you before, Pesci. You just need to apply yourself, darling. Mm. And then he just gets real close up. I do love that it does sound like just boyfriend and boyfriend. Mm. Just being all like, oh, you shouldn't trust me. Pesci, 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 darling. Yeah, it's literally like that. It's like that. Pesci, you sweet idiot, stupid baby. Go on. I'd get rid of you if you weren't so beautiful. (laughs) I'd get rid of you if you weren't so codependent. Mm. Yes, if you didn't enforce all of my worst habits while making me feel good about them, Pesci, you sweet, stupid, (laughs) idiot boy. Now listen to me, you goddamn brain-dead moron. Believe in yourself. Leathery sounds as I rub your head against mine. Trust your intuition, Pesci. For once in your useless, insignificant life. I was going to look under that chair before. Then look under there, you beautiful fuck. Oh, there's nothing under there. I failed. I'm a bad hitman. Thank? Because hitman team is thank you, but hitman is just thank. I don't understand. Well, every time one of us has said hitman team, the other one said thank you. Never picked up on that. How did you... have made that joke. (laughs) So, it's been a while. Um... So Pesci's all like, No, Pesci, says Prosciutto. You did do it. The mystery's been solved. Now I understand everything. But I Prosciutto galaxy brain explodes. I understand everything now. But I don't understand everything. How this doesn't... What the... Look, animal shit. It's fresh. It's not a mouse, because the mouse would be dead. It's got to be something like a turtle. Grateful Dead. Smash open this cabin. Show me the turtle. Bam! There's the turtle. Oh, wow. And Pesci's like, a friggin' turtle? And they can all see in the key in the turtle's back. Just very normal stuff. There's, uh, Trish. There's Trish. There's, uh, Narantia. Narantia Gerga. There's Fugo. Tamami Fugo, or whatever his name is. Uh, Abakio. Mm-hmm. And... Abakio Leon. And the other one. Giorno Giovanna. That's the one. Giorno <laughs> Giovanna. But where's Bruno Bucciarati? Says Pesci, learning to trust his instincts. Yeah. And we see, like, at first we think it's just a cutaway to show us the concept of Bruno because yeah. he's just in, like, a swirling void. But then we realise that it is the swirling void that represents the space created by Bruno's zips as a zip just casually runs down the picture of Bruno we see. And we see cutaway to see Bruno looming over them in the ceiling. Very Predator-esque. Yeah. He's coming out of the goddamn walls. <laughs> he, we just see a face in the ceiling with this zip there. Mm. As oh. they're like, wait a minute. If Bruno's not in there, then that means... Then who's driving the train? Turn around as Bruno is about to come oh, out well, of actually, the hole. First we cut away oh. back to Mr's body. <gasps> um, number five is still with him. Uh, he had ice on him, so he didn't get super old like all the rest. Mm. Uh, he kicks all the bullets that he apparently managed to block out of Mr's... Gaping head wound. Yep. And he's all like, and all that blood came from somewhere. Don't know where, but somewhere. I think he still got shot, but he prevented it from being a lethal blow, I guess. I guess. They didn't go into his skull. Much like how Jotaro was able to catch bullets in himself and shit, I guess. Okay. Just putting it out there. You don't catch a bullet in yourself. Why not? Because if a bullet gets into you... It kind of did. It's Uh, already done its job. But not, not in enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in enough. Yeah. Much like but it's just that a... guy that Mr. Defeated, who was like, you didn't shoot me in the head, I stopped the bullet as it entered my head. <laughs> God fucking damn it. But it's sort of like, it's not a good, it's not a good phrase. No. I uh... caught the bullet in myself. No, that, that was intended. Anyway, number five is crying a lot. He's uh, like, I'm sorry. Mr. is, I've got one last request for you, sweet, beautiful number five. What and is it? Number five's like, no, I already did it. Number six, took the ice. To Bruno Bucciarati and told him the aging guy was coming. And he's all like, well then I guess I can rest And now, now I die. Giving off big death stink. And he's all like, five is all like, mister, mister, mister. As you do. Yep. Just casually. Yeah. Now Bruno Bucciarati emerges from the ceiling. Number six is hanging out with him. Just, he's got ice cubes for him. This fucking show, man. <laughs> just like, I see you, children. Here I come. He tries to punch uh, Prosciutto in the head real good, but Prosciutto has hitman instincts. <gasps> and he turns around at the last minute. Blocks that punch. They fight a bit. It's super cool. Bruno Bucciarati, sticky fingers, showing off his trademark boxing fighting style once mm-hmm. again. Uh, number six has warned him at this point about if you get touched, you're basically dead. Yep, yep. Uh, they do some boxing, some cool fight, Cory. Uh, 
even now, Mr. Clearly outmatches... Sorry, not Mr. Uh, Bruno clearly outmatches uh, Pesuto in a one-on-one fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he clips his chin. Puts a big zip on his chin, which sort of half opens, turning into a gnarly throat wound. Ah. Ah, that's how he gets you. Uh, and so, basically, it's, it's really turned the tables on the bad guys here. I really like the way... They almost have the, the dynamic you'd expect the protagonists to have in this scene, mm. where Prosciutto is just barely holding off um, Bruno, and he's like, "Go, Pesci, kill the ones in the turtle, quick, quick, while I hold him off, sweet, mm. beautiful Pesci, I'll protect you, <laughs> you leathery bastard." And then Butcherati does maybe the coolest thing ever, where he jumps out of the ceiling and then with his own flesh foot, not with his stand, just kicks Pesci in the face, smashing him against the train window, stunning him. And he's all like, oh, and just faints. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Prosciutto and Butcherati talk philosophy for a bit. And he's just like, ah, you're pretty good. That was naive, Bruno. You should have defeated me at any cost. You should have sacrificed your squad members for more time on the clock. I didn't choose this life. It chose me. I'd die for her. It's all like, you fail as a capo because the mission and the team and blah, blah, blah. And then he's going to punch him, gonna kill Bruno when he is exposed, having kicked Pesci. The fist is coming in. Bruno clearly couldn't just get out of the way. What can he possibly do? The cool music kicks in. (laughs) Bruno Bucciarati unzips his own head to create a huge gap that the fist passes harmlessly through. And Prosciutto's all like, holy fucking what? That's rad. Uh, And then big cool punch. Right into the side of Prosciutto. Yeah, Prosciutto goes flying into a safe. Puts a huge dent in it, has a big zip hole in his side, and Bruno's basically like, I can just really easily do the mission and protect my peeps against the likes of you chumps. I'm Bruno Bucciarati. I can split my head open as a dodge. But momentum in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure can turn on a dime because, as Prosciutto exposits, Bruno Bucciarati has been exerting himself. (gasps) When you exert yourself, your body heat rises. (gasps) When your body heat rises... The Grateful Dead makes you soups old. <laughs> number six pops out and is like, Miss, uh, Bruno, Bruno, <laughs> it's me, number six. It's my like Reese Darby impression. Hello, everyone. It's me, number six. I'm here to help you pilot Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst part is? You do sound a lot I'm like I'm an Reece NPC Darby. in Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Oh my God. It's like, hang on. If I shut my eyes, pretend to be Reese Darby again. It's me, number six. It's like it's getting worse. It's getting much worse, but it's still <laughs> like we're there. Yeah. You're getting too hot for the ice to work anymore, Bruno. Yeah, you're just going weird, bad yeah. Australian accent. I can't consciously try to do a particular voice. It okay. always gets away from me. Look, he always has the New Zealand accent. Yeah. The way my mum, who is New Zealand mm-hmm. taught me to do a New Zealand uh, accent. The root word. The the what? <laughs> that's a that's a thing with, a, with doing a voice. You have like is a it? you know a, a key phrase that helps you segue into oh. it. You know, like how you might say, "Park the car." <laughs> Go around back and park the car. It's not chow there. It's chow <laughs> Um. My mum has said the best tip to have a New Zealand accent. No, I'm just thinking of an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> How dare you. I, I am not, not some clumsy, Clouseau-esque waiter. Um, the best way to have a New Zealand accent... No, is... it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> um, is to not say the vowels. Just skip them over? Yeah, because New Zealanders don't say vowels. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think, I think that's good. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah, you just don't say the vowels. Anyway, um, yep. that was a good segue. <laughs> accent lessons with Nick. Bo bo bo. If you want to do a good English accent, use the front of your mouth for fucking everything. If you're into that, do it. <laughs> do it. If you want to do a good sheave accent, <laughs> just get really guttural and mean. <laughs> Ooh, it worked. <laughs> Execute order. 66. But I digress. Bruno is getting super old because his body heat is rising. Oh no. And it's happening really fast. The Grateful Dead is now able to easily grab him by the arms because his old stand bod can't keep up anymore. <gasps> I'm going to freaking kill you now. Old um, man. Bruno Bucciarati. And then poof, momentum can shift on a dime. And it does again. Woomph. 
I knew that I would get old when I got worked up, and I knew that you could grab me, and I knew that you would. Being a carpo is hard, and you have to make hard decisions, but I'm a hard guy, and I'm making hard decisions. Look at this huge zip in the wall and floor. Let's throw ourselves off this friggin' train, baby! Are you insane? You'll kill us all! We're going 150 kilometers an hour! That's faster than a moving bullet! If I can get you, he says, <laughs> away from the train, and the train gets outside your aging radius, then all my boys are back in the game, and your friggin' fishing hook guy's not gonna stand a chance, cause I just kicked his brains out. <laughs> Bruno yeah. opens the wall and floor, bodily grabs... Prosciutto. Prosciutto. I'm, I'm tr struggling with the double P names <laughs> today, to be honest. Just think of them as P and P. Mm. Leaps from the train, sepia, to be continued. God fucking damn it. Oh, so good, so good. Bruno so Butcher. I remark to you, Bruno Bucciarati, so cool in this app. Way cooler than he has any right to be, apparently. That's what I said, because it's kind of like jo kind of like the Jotaro phenomenon, except without the goofy Jotaro shit that he we, we get allusions to him doing. Mm. Where he's just serious and, like, minor on the job the whole time. Yeah. But somehow he still manages to be super cool, despite just his personality being just the mission. Mm. Well, you know, everyone loves a guy like that. Mm. Mm. And unzipping his head, that's super cool. <laughs> that is by far Gosh, the best thing ever. No time to move my legs and get out of the way. Just time to reach up to my own head and pull downwards. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I told you it's a bit like um, the devil may cry effect where it's like all this cool shit that no one's willing to admit is cool. Zips should not be that cool a power. And yet, <laughs> and yet opening up your own head with a zip. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's rad. Before we get into our post-episode content, we uh -huh. need to circle back and talk about The Grateful Dead. <gasps> Tell me about The Grateful Dead. Well, The Grateful Dead is, of course, the stand of prosciutto. Uh-huh. It's a big old... It's a big old Cthulhu nightmare beast. <laughs> He's got two arms that he walks around on. And then underneath that is just tendrils. He's just covered in eyes. Judge eyes. Ooh. Hirohika Araki had this to say in Jojo Vele about the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I think you're gonna like this one. Oh, come on, hit me, hit me. I was gonna draw the lower half of its body, but then I thought, wouldn't it be fine with that one? Yeah, can't be bothered. <laughs> it's like character concept. He gets to the bottom half and just goes, ah, I've started <sighs> drawing it too low on the page. <laughs> it's like his arms are just out. You know, like, like when a kid oh. draws someone and you can tell the feet are really clearly squashing because they didn't yeah. plan out the... It's like that, but he's just gone, oh, nah, you know what? It'll be fine. <laughs> In the end, it came out with an unusual design that worked pretty well. The eyes all over its body are because I thought maybe there was a supernatural creature like that. So the tendrils, not supernatural. <laughs> the eyes, mm, very, very spooky. Mm, yes, mm, yeah. Judge eyes. <laughs> and of course, the Grateful Dead are inspired. A 1970s weird psychedelic rock group. Mm -hmm. Formed in 1965, oh. popular through the 70s, active through 65 through 95. Pretty good innings. Shit, that is pretty good innings. Mm -hmm. Well, then again, they are... A classic. You know any hits of theirs, Nick? Uh, one of them starts with a B. <laughs> Great. I think it's like Boogie something. I think that's the Grateful Dead. They have their devoted fan base, the Deadheads. God fucking damn it. There have been several spin-offs featuring one or more core members, such as Dead and Company, mm -hmm. Further, The Rhythm Devils, mm -hmm. Phil Lesh and Friends, mm -hmm. Rat Dog. Alone in the world, yeah. little rat yeah. dog. <laughs> you know what I want. <laughs> and Billy and the Kids. Uh, Billy and the Kids. Dad fucking loved Billy and the Kids. Really? I've never heard of them. Yeah. Neither did I, until my dad kept telling me about them for, like, several hours straight. The Grateful Dead is also a folk tale, present in many cultures throughout the world. The most common involves a traveller who encounters a corpse of someone who never received a proper burial, typically stemming from an unpaid debt. Oh, Casper. Yeah, sure. The Grateful Dead spirit may take many physical forms, including that of a, da a guardian angel, animal, or fellow traveller. The traveller's encounter with the deceased comes near the end of the traveller's journey. The traveller pays off the dead person's debt or pays for the burial, and is then rewarded by having their life saved by a personal animal who is actually the soul of the dead person. Uh. The Grateful Dead is a form of the donor, whatever that means. 
Is that like the monomyth theory thing? Yeah, it's probably along those lines. Yeah. Hero with a thousand faces, except it's a corpse that you saved. <laughs> so who was the real hero? Was it the ghost? Or was the it? traveler? I was going to say the reader, but okay, the traveler, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the traveler, he's so weird. Actually, to be fair, if Pesci was the traveler, yes, spooky. <laughs> so, Nikki. Yes. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Highlight, by fucking far has to be the weird intimate moments where Pesci is being caressed by yeah, it's good. prosciutto. Just because... I love their dynamic. Yeah, it's really like... This Yeah. This might be the first time we've had such an interesting dynamic for what is basically an episodic antagonist. Pretty much. It's this weird kind of like Pesci. I believe in you. Mm. You just got to apply yourself. You stupid idiot. You stupid idiot. <laughs> It's so weird and uncomfortable and unsettling, mm. but at the same time, so motivational, mm -hmm. so helpful. So, Hitman team. Thank you. Your highlight? My highlight is Bruno Bucciarati unzipping his friggin' head. How did I know that this would happen? <laughs> and also just ba basically owning these two chumps mm. who, who have seemed so competent for... 18 minutes of yeah. a 20 minute episode. And the previous one too. And then Bruno is just like, it's Bruno, baby, here I come. <laughs> Bruno Butcher, fuck you. Zip. <laughs> Uh, low lights. Oh, and we skipped over it, but as Bruno got super old, all the zips healed on, on uh, Prosciutto. Yeah, true that, true that. So he was fine. Low light. Mm. Mm. Oh, I know my low light. Mm. Just friggin' Prosciutto being like, I'm a friggin' old man now. Talk to me about steak for 15 <laughs> minutes. How was that bad? It's just weird and dumb. I'm like, I know... So, I was about to say, so are old people. Like, I, think, I think the reveal that he's disguised himself as an old dude is pretty cool. Mm. But I don't understand why he spends so long monologuing to Pesci <laughs> about how he loves friggin' fat, fatty steak. Well, he's got to, you know, bill it as, that's not me. Because if he was like, oh, that looks like prosciutto, he's got to be like, eh, fatty but steaks. Mr. doesn't even know what, what prosciutto looks like. Yeah, but he's got to convince Pesci that it's not him. So Why? Then, so then he can say with true, true passion. Oh, I don't know where he is. Like that's that's yeah. true. Yeah, Pesci might have had a weak heart and sold him out. Exactly. Exactly. Betrayed by the one he loves so much. Mm. That stupid we Mamoni. Ugh. That weird, weird, weird leathery skin. So Nick, my low light. Yep. Would have to be without a doubt. Really struggling here. Yeah. Um. Oh. I want to say the low light has got to be inside the turtle when they were like, no, we can't possibly waste all that ice. Because why wouldn't you just put people near the fridge? Well, they said that fanning cold air and and, and, well, a, and a moist that. towelette wasn't doing anything. I thought about that, but like you could just shove their heads in the freezer and that's not cold. That's... What are we paying? What are, I'm not paying to heat to cool the <laughs> out of doors. Were you raised in a barn? Close the friggin' fridge door, Trish. I'm not paying for these turtles' electrical bills. <laughs> <laughs> the boss is actually just like a massive stitch. Yeah. This is why he's so successful. Mm -hmm. You have to pay for anything you take out of the minibar. Look, I'm not paying for your tickets. Just take the trains. Oh, are you giving us like a hovercraft? No, I'm giving you a fucking turtle, all right? I've you had know, him since I was six. A classical vehicle. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'd have to say that would be a bit dumb. Fair but enough. I, I struggle. So, Nick. What? State of play. Bruno Bucciarati is throwing himself and his hated enemy, Prosciutto. From off, the train. Off the train. Yep. yep. Mister is not in a good way. He's mm -hmm. not... He doesn't seem to be quite dead, mm -hmm. but he he may yet. Mm -hmm. uh, Pesci's just been kicked in the face. Everyone else is super old. What will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo? The episode entitled The Grateful Dead Part 2. Hmm. Hmm. One might say that The Grateful Dead will make its return in Part 2. Ah. Off the train? No. I don't think so. I think there's going to be some weird bullshit that's going to happen mm. to keep them on the track. What could possibly happen? Well, um, it could be something like uh, the Grateful Dead grabs onto the train wall. Mm. We're taking the last second. We're taking the train battle to the exterior. Yeah. So it might be something like, oh, we're off the train, but I'm just going to grab onto the side. Oh, yeah. And then they're hanging off each other. And then Pesci will be all like, oh, no, I need to help him. Hook him back in ah, or yep. something yep. like that. Going fishing for friends. Exactly. Uh, so that might happen. It might be something like Bruno uses the zip void dimension to just travel back onto the train, oh, yep. maybe. I don't know. Uh, but he's pretty keen on killing himself and his enemy at the same time. So, yeah. Acceptable losses. That puts four boys back in the game. <laughs> yeah. So then, hmm. 
Because I don't see the others joining Abakio in. Abakio and Fugo have just slept through this whole thing. They're going to wake up and be like, why did I feel super old? No, they'll just be like, man, I had a great sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it'll probably be Grateful Dead grabs onto thing. So how are they going to defeat these two mamonies? <laughs> God, you've fallen in love with this word, haven't you? Um, well, the only way of defeating... Pesci is to get through his callous exterior. Ah, but it gives him a higher AC. Mm. So I think Pesci will just kind of run away and be like, I promise not to do anything bad ever again. Pesci whole horse style lives to fight another day. Exactly. Teams up with further members of the Hitman team. Potentially, yeah. Um, Sorry, the Hitman team. Thank you. So maybe the Grateful Dead... Maybe Mr. Will actually come back and just shoot... You thought you could shoot me in the head? I'm mister. I shoot you in the head. Yeah, exactly. Pow, pow, pow. Whoops. Looks like you've been shot in the the head head by me, mister. I don't, I just, I don't know though. Please, mister was my father. (laughs) You can call me mister. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, there's got to be some more zip action happening, right? Of course. Otherwise, Bruno's just going to die. Yeah. Which, putting four boys back in the game. Yeah. So maybe Mr. Will come back and do something. I don't know what exactly, mm-hmm. but I suspect it will involve them hanging on to like the back of the train. Mm-hmm. As the Pesci, caboose. As Pesci desperately tries to save them from falling off. And Mr.'s there being all like, well, guess what, punk? I'm no. Mr. Yeah. And then just trying to like get the Grateful Dead and or Prosciutto underneath the train to kill them. Oh, God. Yeah. Grizzly. Yeah. Well, we're in part five, yo. Yep. You've got to up that ante. Mm-hmm. They sit around talking about killing losers and making each other feel good. Yeah. All right, that seems pretty comprehensive. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for bearing with the gaps in our schedule. Mm. Um, we now have flu vaccines, I hope. I had one before I got sick. Oh, well, I had one after, so that's good. Um, at, we we obviously miss a week here and there, but we don't we don't feel good about missing two in a mm. row. But circumstances dictated, so as a result, we've decided to put a hold on our Patreon payment this month as a mm-hmm. show of good faith for maintaining a solid schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result, we also won't be producing a bonus app because, well, if we can barely get our regular content out, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. seem right to to devote time to getting a bonus app out. Yeah, we need time to actually do the main stuff. Yeah, before we do the bonus stuff, which is rough. But... Please understand. Yeah, this is us being like, please understand. This is the this is much better than the Pokemon apology, where it's like we understand that Pokemon won't be in the new game, but they might be in the future ones. Thank you. Mm. It's like okay, didn't say anything that apologized though. So yeah, this one, fuck. <laughs> Thanks please for understand. listening, dudes and dudettes and whatever other variants on dude you want. Yeah. How many others are there? Dude low. As many dudes as the rainbow. Ah, uh, the double rainbow. Anyway, this is dumb. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, kids, and until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.